0: Welcome to The Power of Stories, a podcast by women, about women, and for women, their voices and their stories. I am Sharon Catherine D'Agostino, a passionate advocate for the empowerment of women and girls everywhere, and the founder of SayItForward.org.
1: And I'm Yodit Kifle-Smith, a creative dedicated to making sure the voices and stories of women are heard. I have the privilege of working with Sharon on SayItForward.org to do just that. In this podcast, you will meet courageous women from around the world whose unique path to empowerment will leave you encouraged and inspired. Today, we have Ceci Garcia joining us from Mexico City. Ceci is Mexican. She's a feminist, an activist, and a human rights advocate. Ceci, thank you so much for being here with us today.
2: Thank you very much, Jared and Sharon, for the invitation. I'm, I'm really
0: honored to be here with you today. It's great to be talking with you today, Ceci, and thank you so much for, for joining us. I'm curious, and I think our listeners would be too, about um, what in your childhood would have inspired you to become a um, gender equality advocate? I used to think that my journey as
2: a gender equality advocate started later in my life. But really, if I reflect about my about my childhood, I guess my upbringing was really very empowering in many different ways. Both my parents understood the importance of investing in my education. They would really always encourage me to be the person that I want to be, to express myself, also, because both of them worked, I mean, I've always seen them as a, these, you know, very hardworking people. Um, I, I used to to be around my extended family a lot, you know, my, my aunts, my cousins, uh, my mom has four sisters. So I, I was around, you know, these very powerful women uh, throughout my childhood. And I guess... Uh, if I think about it now, I, I, definitely, I, I, I think I got an inspiration from each and every single one of them, uh, just from their stories, from seeing who they were, you know, as as women, first of all, as sisters, as mothers, as aunts, you know, as cousins. So I guess that's part of my, of my personal journey. I mean, there was never... You know, like I mean, I don't come from a family of advocates in the in the you know formal way, but I do come uh, from a family of hardworking people uh, that believe in respecting you know each other, that uh, believe in you know pursuing your dreams, <laughs> and and that's what they uh, they taught me you know first my parents and also my extended family.
0: How did you first find the courage to use your voice to inspire people to rethink gender and gender equality or inequality? When I was in university, and actually that's
2: when I started my my work as an activist, it was a bit of an experiment, right? I was curious. I, I was just so eager to learn. I was starting this new stage in my life, you know, college, I was meeting new people. And for me, that was kind of my breaking point. For me, there was a SESI before university and then a SESI after university. And I guess that's that's when I mean this this experiment that I started with, you know, some friends when we decided to create a nonprofit organization, a youth-led nonprofit organization. That's the space where I found this courage to start talking about these issues. I I knew I cared about. I mean that they they were important for me, um, but I, I also knew it, it, it. They were important for you know other people as well. So first, I find I found that courage because I was not really very outspoken <laughs> back then. Uh, I would be very anxious to to speak in front of, uh, of an audience um, and, and because I was also learning you know how to to talk about this uh, not from a you know like from the theory or you know like from from what you read in the books or in articles but also from my own experience you know as a young woman from Mexico uh, you know living in that particular context at the moment so That's basically what that space meant to me. That was the platform to start the work that I do. And that was the platform that helped me build my identity as a feminist.
1: So, you know, in college, you come into this new identity um, where it seems like you start taking on leadership, like a leadership role. What are the challenges that came about for you as you took on this this leader identity? Cause that really set the trajectory for everything else that you're doing now.
2: For me, the first challenge was to really recognize myself as a leader, right? It's, it's different when you say, okay, this is an issue I'm interested uh, on, you know, that is relevant for me as a young woman, uh, because we were working, I mean, we started working on sexual and reproductive health and rights uh, back then, right? Like that was kind of the work that um the the entry point for the for the work that we ended up doing in the organization around gender equality. It was different for me to talk about it because I I I was interested in these issues. And then really recognizing myself as a powerful voice and, and as a as a legitimate voice within this space, right? So I guess I mean now we have a, a concept for the for it uh, and I've heard it a lot lately, you know, like this imposter syndrome, right? When you come, come into this um, new scene where there's already people there, right? Other advocates, other organizations, other, uh, uh, you know, like people that were there before. And then one of the, the biggest challenges for me was to really overcome that imposter syndrome and to understand that. My bo- voice was also necessary. It was a new voice, of course. I understood that I had some learning to do, but yeah, I was, I was also able to, to bring a different perspective, a new voice, because that's basically what uh, our work was about, right? I mean, we were a youth-led organization, and that was pretty much about it. I mean, bringing other voices, new voices, to talk about their needs, their interests, their problems... Challenges. Uh, So I was myself at that moment one of these new voices. I wanted to be there, uh, that I was willing to build relationships and networks and to learn. But that was something that I needed to do or understand for myself first to be able to engage differently and, and with more power and confidence in these spaces. So that was a journey in itself, right? Within this other journey of mine becoming a feminist, an advocate, an activist uh, for gender equality, like really to find my, my space and my voice and to recognize myself as a leader.
0: This is such an important point, Ceci, this point of recognizing our own power. And it's a challenging thing to describe, how that feels? How does it feel to connect with your inner power?
2: It's uh, fulfilling, but at the same time, it's scary because uh, we usually say that we, you have to use your power for something, right? And as a feminist, you want to use that to benefit other women, right? And to work with other women to change the world we live in. Um, but now, once you you recognize that power within yourself, then you need to to give to give your power some direction. We also need to challenge the idea of power from this patriarchal uh, understanding. I mean, from a feminist perspective, power needs to be used to create positive change. So I guess that, that was for me. I mean, it was. I was excited. I was. I was empowered. I knew that I, 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 I could do a lot of things, but at moments it was also a bit confusing because it's just like, okay, what do I do? Uh, how do I avoid duplicating what other people are doing? How do I find my niche? How do I connect with other women uh, without being, you know, like this voice that is prescriptive or says like, you know, this is how you do things and not like this. Power comes with a great responsibility. And that's something that was very clear for me since the beginning. So it was a learning process also, how to, how to embrace that power and then how to uh, direct that po- power to the things that I, I wanted to do and that I knew that were important.
1: So I love what you say. You know, power comes with a lot of responsibility, um, but it also comes with a lot of unnecessary pressure that we put on ourselves. And so how have you managed that? the expectations of people, but also just the expectations that you put on yourself.
2: Yeah, that's, uh, I'm, I'm really glad that you're asking that question, Jared, because I, I think that um, links to the most recent part of my journey. Part of, of the work I'm doing now, I mean, not only as an advocate, but as, a, I mean, as a feminist, um, and, and just, you know, as Ceci. <laughs> I'm in this process where I'm now trying to look at myself and I'm trying to see how that power that I, you know, like that I gained in the past decade is now helping me to focus on me, not from a selfish perspective, but from a self-care perspective, right? So for me, it's about balance. Uh, It's about learning how to, you know, set boundaries with your friends, with your family, with your colleagues. And that's not an easy (laughs) job to do, right? Because unfortunately, the context where we live, work, socialize, they're not really shaped to understand that sometimes people need time off. Being an empowered woman shouldn't be leading you to, you know, like to to be burned out, (laughs) You, right? That's, it. that's that's not because that's not what we are promoting, right? Then there's this big challenge, I guess, for, for many of us doing the work we do. You know, we have a, a really big task that we have undertaken that is working to advance gender equality. And that's huge. I mean, because there's so many things, you know, that need to be done. But it's okay if we you know, one day or two or one week or a month, say, I don't want to do it today. I mean, I will just, the way I will do it is by focusing on myself and my self-care and uh, my mental health. Um, and, and, and that's it.
1: I want to ask you, how can we all encourage other women and girls to confidently use their voice and claim their power?
2: We need to first listen to them and encourage them to be curious, to explore the world, to really go in the direction they want to go. I really link this to to my own, own journey. My journey was about really about following my dreams. And, and when it comes to girls, especially, the world is always telling them what to do, what not to do. And girls have so much to say. They have their own understanding of the world. And very often when we talk about encouraging others, we think about you know telling people what to do. <laughs> and I think that sometimes it's very important to first listen and listen and listen and continue to listen to those voices To understand what they really want, where they want to be, how they want to participate, how they want to access power, and how they want to use that power. We don't want to be prescriptive in the way we encourage other people. And that's something I've learned in my 35 years (laughs) in this world and in my over a decade of work on human rights and gender equality.
1: Sassy, thank you so much for sharing your inspiring journey and story with us has been so encouraging. And I know our listeners are going to be so inspired as well to our listeners. We thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of the power of stories podcast.
2: Thank you, Jared and Sharon. It was really a pleasure
0: to be here with you today. Ceci. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am grateful for your reminders of how important it is for us to listen to those for whom we are hoping to make this world um, a kinder and more equitable place. And also your points about connecting with and embracing our inner power. Thank you very much for being here. Yodit, thank you very much for your questions and for your partnership in the Power of Stories podcast. Thank you both so much. And to our listeners, we invite you to visit sayitforward.org, a place where you are welcome to share one or more stories about your unique path to empowerment, or you can read the stories of other women and girls. This is Sharon Catherine D'Agostino and Yodit Kifle-Smith signing off for now and hoping
1: you'll join us for our next episode of the Power of Stories podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, we do hope you'll give us a review and recommend The Power of Stories to a friend. And lastly, we want to remind you of the power of your
0: story.